everyone, welcome to The Withering Effect. This is episode 39, and today's date is April 5th, 2020, and I am Duds, or Duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs. And I am Jimbo, also known as Jimbo Slice 23 and this week we have a guest, Groover. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Um, really nice to be here. Um, most people out there probably don't know who I am, so I should probably tell them a little bit about myself. Um, I'm Groover Guy. I used to play a bit of Java. I'm now playing mainly Bedrock, and I used to be quite well known for doing Iron Farms. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of me, really, in a pot. So, Jimbo, what have you been up to this week? Well, with the whole situation going on right now, I'm trying to keep my sanity. I, nah. got, <laughs> I got two boys here, and uh, just hoping school opens up soon, because, man, it's, uh, it's getting kind of hectic around here with the kids you know but every everything's going all right for the most part we're not sick everything's out he- everyone's healthy but uh besides that i've been playing a little bit of bedrock been trying to get my hands in it a little bit and uh at first how's that I, been going at first i thought like there was this big difference that uh java was like the king you know always had that in my head but i played for like an hour when i started playing it was clearly different and it felt different and everything. But after like an hour of playing, man, you kind of adjust and you forget what version you're even on. So mm. it was it wasn't bad, but still it wasn't the same. And I, I think we're <laughs> going to bring up some of those topics here here soon enough. But besides yeah, that, right on the main topic. Yes. Uh, besides that, we uh, got a copy of Dungeons, me and Duds. So yeah, we got to say uh, nice. thank you to High Hopes 5. Yes. For giving us a link so we could get our copies. We played that mm-hmm. right before podcast time. Yeah, we played like, what, 40 minutes or so? Mm-hmm. It's not It's not bad. There's some issues, but uh, I think it was we were trying to play together, and we, yeah. couldn't, mm-hmm. we couldn't link up somehow. And I was thinking either it's a bad system or we're just being dumb. Here, we were just being dumb, and we were able to play together. <laughs> well, I want to put out there, one, yeah, 90% of it is we're dumb. <laughs> that's just how it is uh but supposedly you have to like beat the first level before you can join somebody yeah. kind of like go through the little trial stage and we didn't know that so i kept trying to join jimbo and mm. i don't like how you have to sign in with an xbox account yeah we and, did have to do that yeah instead of a moying account so i had an mm. xbox for a long time but i haven't had one for like eight or nine years so when i sign in and it remembers my xbox account somehow and it's pulling up this old screen name from God knows when. I'm just like, wait, what? That's not me. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, we were playing through it. And there are a couple of things I'm not a fan of, like how you maneuver through the levels. Very mm. much the uh, click-based movement. Yeah, it's kind of all mouse, the movement. Yeah, I'm, no I'm not WASD. a fan of that. Um, I wish you would have the same Minecraft movement. Like if you're playing a Minecraft game, you kind of assume you're going to move the same way you do in a Minecraft game mm-hmm. but other like than under- that yeah go ahead jimbo i was just gonna say i understand like your point of view it's like a third person view that's mm-hmm. kind of similar in all dungeon type of games those kind of playthroughs but uh yeah i still think the wasd would be a lot easier to maneuver your character yes. sometimes you can get overwhelmed by en- enemies and it's harder to get away with just a mouse controlling mm-hmm. your character that being said bring the next point i stink at the game I died multiple times. Jimbo had to come save me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely horrible. Also, the other thing we had 
a problem with was the fact that we didn't know that you couldn't see the same stuff on the screen, such as yeah. Jimbo would have loot on his screen. He's like, oh, hey, you're having a hard time. You need to come grab this because, you know, Dud sucks. So <laughs> come grab this armor. And I'm like, there is no armor. Yeah, that's another thing. But other than Sounds that, like I... he's got work on. Needs to be worked on still. Is, I mean, well, how other... far along is it at the moment? It's in beta. And other yeah, than that, though, I had fun playing it for sure. Once you mm-hmm. understood how to maneuver and understood how enchantments work, because it's obviously different than uh, Minecraft, it is a pretty fun game, but you can't go into it thinking, this is a Minecraft game. It's like, no, this mm-hmm. is a dungeon crawler to, made to look like Minecraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's different weapons, so, different armors, yeah, uh, different feel. Yeah, it's a completely different game made to look like a familiar game, and that's what messed me up. But once I understood that, hey, this isn't Minecraft, you got to play it differently, I had a lot of fun, even though I was getting murdered every time I, I'd like, mm-hmm. Jimbo would throw a TNT thing. He's like, I got this group of guys, and I'm just like, rah! He'd run right <laughs> into the TNT, like, twice. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, this guy. No, well, I, okay. I played a little bit before you started playing. I think I was on, like, level six when you started. That's why yeah. I was able to help out a little more. Uh, trust me, I've died. I've died a couple times, but yeah. It was, it's uh, it, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was a good time. Yeah, the only other large pl- uh, complaint I have is that I would often lose track of my guy whenever I would rush into a pile of guys. So I would think mm-hmm. I'm moving a certain way, and I really wasn't, and I just ended up dying. Especially when we were in the same place. <laughs> right. I, I think I was you at one point. Yeah, and that's a little confusing. Now, that may get better as the game goes along when you start getting more armor and custom stuff like that. But I don't know. When you're into a mosh pit of zombies, it's like, oh, which one am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got anything else this week, Jimbo? No, that was uh, that was about it. Pretty slow week. What about you? I got my transportation hub done in my single-player world, which is using awesome. command blocks to teleport you. And it worked out perfect for my stream this past weekend, uh, Saturday, which was yesterday. But a long time for you guys just hearing this. Because um, we went and we found a bunch of different locations I could bring back. So the way my transportation hub works is I wanted to stay out of the nether because we're having a huge nether update. So I only go into the nether if I need to go into the nether. I'm not building anything in there really. That's it. So the way I'm going to get around my world is if I want to go to a location, I have to on foot go to that location find a coordinate, and then come back without dying. If I die, I have to do the trek again. If I can do it without dying, that allows me to save that coordinate, and I can put it into a command block, and then I can teleport myself to that location whenever I need. Also, the transportation Mm -hmm. hub is not located at my base. It's located on Spawn Island, which is like 400, 500 blocks away. So I then have have to travel to that location to teleport myself somewhere. So it doesn't feel super cheaty. But that was a lot of work for kind of, you You don't visually see a lot of stuff happening. But mm-hmm. when you're traveling thousands of blocks in the overworld, it took a little while. Yeah, especially uh, if those biomes are so far apart. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of desert, like a lot of desert. And I didn't realize it. Like my little peninsula is just surrounded by savanna and deserts. I'm just like, is this my mm. desert or is this a different desert? I can't figure it out. <laughs> But I've also done a lot of landscaping because, you know, I'm going to make things look pretty. And then I'm just like, I regret making things look pretty. (laughs) Yeah. 
very so, tedious. I, some, I sometimes think it'd be really nice just to make something and hire some guys in just to make it look pretty because that's the bit which <laughs> I really, really suck at, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, so my thing is I don't like torches. I don't like torch spam. I know it's a necessary evil, especially early in the game. And I'm trying to make that as little thing as possible. So every time I start building in a new area, I'm landscaping to hide as much light as I can. And so it mm. takes my, my progress is very slow moving through different locations just because I'm trying to hide all this light. And usually that means, oh, you're going to like terraform this entire 10 by 10 chunk for the next hour to keep this one block from having light level seven. Yeah, first thing I I I spam the torches immediately, just to, you mm. know, so my, for my safety, spawn proofing, and then I go back through when I do my landscaping to hide all that. Yeah, well, I've kind of done a B dubs, and basically I keep a bed on me at all times. Any time I see the sun setting just a little bit, throw the bed down and I start punching that bed till it lets me sleep. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, I've uh, started working on the design concept for my next ripple effect season base which uh very much can be described as mega base which is something i've never done which is something i'm very scared of but it looks so cool nice <laughs> yeah let's just say i'm probably gonna need what what's this season ripple effect season two lasted what about two years really close to yeah. it wow so i probably need all of that to finish this next base wow with how slow I build and stuff. But yeah, that's kind of my week and such. Nothing crazy spectacular, but a lot of grindy work. Should we go ahead and jump into some of that shots? Because we got two to cover this week. Yeah, and speaking of crazy, we have the Infinity Snapshot, which was uh, introduced mm -hmm. on April 1st. There are two billion worlds added on this day. Uh, you can get to these infinite worlds through a infinite portal, which is... Uh, a regular nether portal. Uh, on the outside, you have the crying obsidian. So there's two layers of the obsidian. And they have infinite bookshelves, which you can go ahead and grab a book out of there and throw it into the portal, which changes the color. Depending on what book you get, you can go into one of these two billion worlds added. Mm -hmm. Also, they mentioned this was the last update. So, hmm. wow. Yeah, that's Still it for Minecraft. Minecraft is done. Well, that leads a perfect segue to what I'm going to talk about. The next update. Yeah. Because, you know, the <laughs> April Fool's update or the Infinity update was just a prank. Yeah. A very cool prank, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Way to take advantage of that on a Wednesday, too. Just happened to fall on a Wednesday. That was perfect. Um, I didn't really play around in it, though. I went in I a little kinda, bit. I was kind of busy, and to me, the April Fool's updates I never really play around with because I'm afraid I'm going to find something I really like. Just for it to be taken out of the game. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, such nothing, as the f nothing I really like, though. <laughs> yeah, the <f> first <laughs> thing I fell for was Mumbo Jumbo's Bluestone. Mm. I didn't realize that was an April Fool's prank because I was watching the video like in November one year. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I went, wait, why is this not in the game yet? This video is like a year old. Start mining for it. Can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, hours yeah. later, hours and hours later, still not finding this stone. This is rare. <laughs> exactly. I've got this lapis crap. What Can I just combine it with redstone and make what I want? <laughs> yeah, so April Fool's stuff, I try to s completely stay away from because I am super gullible. And I'll just be like, wait, that's in the game? I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. 
it took me like 40 seconds to realize what I was watching here. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. I was like, uh, yeah. then I noticed the date. I said, like, that makes sense. Well yeah. done. Well done, Mojang. <laughs> but let's get into the real update because it does have some really cool features. And it's going to be Snapshot mm-hmm. 20W14A. Some of the new features. Hoglins that somehow end up in the overworld will become Zoglins fairly quickly. These Zoglins, uh, they kind of get really mean when they're in the overworld. We'll talk about that more in a second. Mm-hmm. And then now compasses can be enchanted with Curse of Vanishing. Uh, I oh. guess that's more for map makers because to me, why would you want to enchant a compass with Curse yeah. of Vanishing? But you kind of have to do that manually, which wouldn't make too much sense. But well, you I could guess do for some mini cool games. Stuff. Well, like, maybe you bury treasure somewhere, and you put a lodestone under the treasure, enchant the compass with Curse of Vanishing, and give it to somebody. Okay. So once they die, that compass disappears or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But hmm. let's get into the Zoglins, because to me, I there are people who weren't much of a fan of this. I like this. So a, a Zoglin is a zombified hoglin. So just like the piglins, when they come into the overworld, they turn into zombified Zig- piglins. Ziglins. Ziglins. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't think they're calling it that, but we're now calling them that. They are Ziglins. <laughs> it's official. Exactly. So a Zoglin, they get mad just about everything, except for creepers, which I thought was a smart idea by Moya. Because yeah. a Zoglin hitting a creeper and then blowing my build up, I will lose my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a Zoglin killing just about everything else is awesome because it's like having a Johnny without having to go find a pillager. So if people yeah. don't understand, if you find a pillager, you can rename him Johnny, and basically it kills everything in sight. Yep, any mob. Any mob. Now, so now I don't know yeah. if there's, I don't know if there's a a mob that attacks the Zoglins either. Not that I've seen. I'm not really sure. I just know I've done a lot of farms with like cows and chickens and stuff like that, where I've had a Johnny kill it. It's just a fun way of doing a Mm -hmm. farm now all i have to have is a zoglin makes life a lot easier except for Mm. do they despawn in the overworld like piglins do but i guess if you name it you'll be fine then kind of curious if they creep through the portal like the piglins like if like you're just sitting there and they just come wandering through the portal turn uh zoglin on you and just you know you don't see it coming (laughs) if it's well the the problem with that is uh zombie pigman pigman can spawn in portals, and mm-hmm. that's what causes them to walk through. I know there was a setting on Spigot where you could turn that off, and I always turn that off because I hate pigment spawning in a portal, especially in the overworld. Yeah, and now that gold farms are better in the nether, there's no reason to have like the portal gold farms. Well, I think mm. this is kind of a bedrock gold farm design feature mm. where people make a bunch of portals, and that's how they do it because you can't get above okay. bedrock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bedrock. Yeah, I mean, it should work. It, it, I think it's an old one that works in Java as well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the idea is that each portal tile gets ticked every so often. And if it gets ticked at a certain time, it will produce the piglin or zombie piglin, as it's going to be now, um, down on the bottom bar. Um, so you do get in Java, but you just don't see it because what's the point when you can have a massively OP gold farm already? Yeah. Right. Um, so why do it like with the portals? Because that's a lot of, lot of grind to get the obsidian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of work. But I don't think Java has the setting to turn it off. So if anyone mm. wants to make one of those data packs, you know, I will use it and endorse it. <laughs> I just hate pigmen. They're so annoying. Um, also, with the Zoglins, you can't breed them or feed them, and they're not scared of warped fungus anymore. They are yep. basically a terror. Yep. 
that's it. We've talked about the fact that they kill everything in sight. I think I'll be using Zoglins as fun farm mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, you the, can't find them in the nether. They have to come to the overworld, right? There's not like random you, Zoglins like there are. Can you send them back to the nether? <laughs> Just curious now. If you send them yeah. back to the nether, what happens? Do they turn back? I don't know. Yeah. Do they question. go and zombify all the other ones? I don't know. Science try must this. be done. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> Got to look. At well, that. I was just thinking, like, if Zoglins get mad at everything, you could kind of crawl how they move and maybe have mm. pressure, plates, uh, pressure plates to control signals and stuff, kind of like chickens and zombies and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know why I said chickens, but uh, <laughs> turtle eggs. Yeah. Using turtle eggs to control the way zombies move and stuff. So it could be fun. That sounds cool. So the next update for the snapshot was Strider balancing. A lot of people were complaining about how slow Striders were. And there were Mm -hmm. a lot of little bugs. Like if you rode a Strider up against a solid wall block. Well, not a wall block, but a solid block acting like a wall. The Strider would get like super speed. Mm. Get really fast. (laughs) Didn't know that. That, That's been fixed. But Strider speed has also been significantly increased and the fungus on a stick or fungus on a fishing pole what it really is the max damage is now up to 100 it was at like 10 so you'd constantly go mm-hmm. through these warped fungus uh, pole sticks thingies uh, now it's not that big of a deal and seeing it in action striders move really fast at lava now yeah so it, it looks like it's a go ahead they said they resemble the boat speed now which is yeah uh, that's a huge positive. Yeah. I very much like these striders over the nether boat idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty neat. Now, if you have that warp fungus on a stick and it uses it up, does the whole fishing rod disappear or just the fungus on the fishing rod? I can't remember. I wasn't too sure because that means the thing's eating the whole fishing rod. And that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's already made out of string. Maybe that's how it gets the string in its belly. Good point. Yeah, that's kind of mm. it for a strider balancing. I didn't see anything over the glitch where you could ride a strider up a lava waterfall and then walk out of it at the same Y level. Hmm. So I don't know if that got fixed. I have to assume they saw that and they're fixing it or have already fixed it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I remember uh, hearing about it. Hmm. Guru, what is your thoughts on the striders? Do you like the idea of striders or would you prefer the lava boat? I have to admit, at first, I was a little bit put off by them. I thought they looked really, really ugly. Um, but mm-hmm. then I sort of thought they kind of fitted in with a lot of the other animals in traditional Minecraft kind of styles. They looked really, really derpy. I like the <laughs> yeah. idea of having these animals that you basically stand on the heads, and they don't mind. And you're going round with a stick, and you're all over, the, all over the lava. I thought that was like, it looks nice. It's a nice addition. I kind of wanted to have this idea that you could feed them something that would turn into a ghast and you could ride that round with a stick. I thought that would be fantastic. Oh. Uh, yeah, that would be OP though. Can you imagine that? Getting it to fire fireballs wherever you wanted. would be fantastic. They, they do look similar. So they're yeah. kind, of, kind of like the cousin of the gas. I could see that. I think so. Yeah. I heard somebody say that you can ride them up lava as well. Is that right? I haven't seen that. It yeah. was in the previous uh, snapshot. You could ride them up the lava waterfalls. Or not waterfalls, wow. but lava falls. But then you could also walk out of them and right. keep at that Y level, which had to be a glitch. I have to assume that they're <laughs> wanting you to be able to go up the lava falls, because to me that makes sense. But at the same mm-hmm. time, if you're going up a lava fall, wouldn't you get lava on you and you'd catch fire and die? Yeah. Unless you get that nether right so. armor. Yeah. Well, it's fun stuff ahead anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's already so much vertical travel 
coming into the nether with twisty vines and the crimson uh, weeping vines or whatever they're called. Yeah, I think I call they it may, the weeping. Yeah, they may just say, nope, no vertical transportation with the strider. That'd be sad. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> Especially if you have netherite armor on. I think, of course, I'm to the point where netherite armor should automatically be fireproof. Like, yeah. unless you're submerged in lava, you should not take damage being on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It should let you see under the lava as well, right? So you can hunt out ores and things. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe a certain enchantment for it, just specifically for the netherite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lava yeah, vision. That'd be cool. <laughs> It'd be like a turtle helmet, but you can make it out of something else. Not turtles, but maybe... I- Another. I think they could make it like sunglasses, really, really thick sunglasses, and that's it. <laughs> Done. There you go. You know, <laughs> X-ray vision. Yeah. Well, now I'm just picturing like you can kill a Strider and take a Strider head and enchant oh. it. <laughs> oh, threw a Strider head on. Anyway, the last update is synchronous rights, and these are region files are now being opened in a synchronous mode to prevent data loss and corruption after crash. I haven't really seen anything too much on this, and well, I don't really crash my world a lot anymore. I used to, but I don't know. I guess that's really nice. I saw a lot of people yeah. having chunk problems, but a lot of that were like on the old PlayStation version before they updated to the Bedrock official version and stuff, so I don't know. Mm. Any kind of backup and crash corruption preventage, I'm all for. Yeah, I'm sure there's people with had that issue. Pretty excited about yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's get into uh, listener comments. We have a couple, but we chose one, and then we'll get into the other ones during the main topic discussion. This one is from C-3PO, and I chose it because I know the answer to it for once. Why are sounds so loud in Bedrock in comparison to Java? It honestly sounds like everyone is stomping everywhere in, ho- in hobnail boots. I don't know what a hobnail yeah. boot is, but... It must it's a, be it's loud. a very loud boot. Yeah, yeah it must be a loud boot. <laughs> I'm saying because I know on Bedrock they have like the one volume bar. Hmm. They they don't have what Java has where it's got like the nine volume sliders that you can turn around and change everything. Am I correct? You're the Bedrock I don't know. I I don't know. I I turn the volume down so I don't notice it. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's the simple answer for me. Just turn the volume down a wee bit. Um, I don't know, but it does make sense. If it's just got the one volume bar there, it doesn't have a mixer. Yeah, it does make sense that it would be Mm -hmm. all at one level. I'm the same uh, way. I had someone on stream comment. It was like, hey, your game sounds aren't working. It's like, no, I turned my game sounds like off. (laughs) So... Which makes for great content when a creeper sneaks up on you, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I have right. to admit, I, play, I always play with the sound on, even if it's very low. Mm. Um, I don't know, it just adds something to the game. I wonder what everyone else thinks about it out there. I know I prefer it. I know I'm excited for the ambient sounds they're bringing to the nether, because mm-hmm. I see that as a gateway for Overworld's going to start getting ambient sounds, and that's when I'll probably start cranking my volume back up, is because I thought ambient sounds have been missing from the game for so long it's like this should be a thing why is it not a thing when i go to the jungle i want to hear ambient jungle sounds when i go to the desert i don't know give me some scorching heat sounds you know like that weird cricket in the background that's i forget what they're called but everyone knows it when it's like sweltering hot outside Ah. Mm, cicadas that's it yes yeah i want to hear some of that sound that'd be cool yeah and i'm curious if when they do 
add the ambient noises with the parity changes possibly they could add those different volumes the hostile mobs and the the portal volumes and stuff so that they they, could they definitely should because Mm -hmm. the the loud noise complaint it this isn't the first time i've heard it i hear it from a lot of bedrock players i noticed it when i started playing immediately yeah and and I think it's just how ha- quickly you get used to these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think just implementing multiple sliders would solve all these problems because there are some sounds you want to hear and some sounds you just don't want to hear. And I remember my time playing on PlayStation stuff that basically the game music overrode everything and I couldn't mm. pay attention at all. So I just master volume all the way down. Mm. But yeah, that's kind of it for listener comments for now we're going to get into a few more in the topic let's jump into the discord ad which is from rebel jc this week what's going on everybody i'm rebel jc and i would love for you to get involved in our discord community whether it's voting for block of the week sharing your thoughts and opinions on minecraft or just chatting with like-minded listeners the withering effect discord has something for everyone join today by following the link in the show notes Thank you, Rebel JC, for the Discord ad. Also, if you're part of our Discord, you can jump in and join in and doing the block of the week, which is where we vote on one of three blocks to discuss in the next following podcast. This week in our Discord, you voted for weighted pressure plates, pistons, and note blocks. And the winner this week is... Pistons. Congratulations, Ooh. Pistons. <laughs> it got my vote. Yeah, it's kind of hoping for Pistons. Yeah. I love the Block of the Week. So many people are participating in that now. It, mm-hmm. It's really fun. There's been some close calls, too. Which has been there has pretty, been. Pretty cool. Uh, I got some things on uh, Pistons. Some okay. Things. We got uh, the Piston can be crafted with any type of wood. We need three types of that plank. For cobblestone, uh, one iron ingot, and a redstone dust. You can make it sticky by adding a slime slime ball. Um, mm-hmm. This pushes up to 12 blocks. No more. Sticky pistons oh, okay, are added with slime. Said that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there are Guys, many remember, blocks... Jimbo has one note. He has to put all this on one note. Yeah, this is all <laughs> one note. Uh, there are many blocks that can't be pushed, which are called immovable objects. Uh, some can get popped off like a melon or pumpkin, if they get hit by a piston. And uh, pistons are also transparent. thought that was Mm -hmm. notable. Yes. Um, So now is the point where we try to improve the piston. And I have a couple ideas. I'll run through them one at a time so we can talk about them. And you guys can tell me, that's a dumb idea, duds, or that's an awesome idea. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) So my first is they've added the honey block. So a sticky piston with a honey block will now move entities around, right? That's kind of the new Mm -hmm. 115 redstone Mm -hmm. feature per se. So my idea, or one of my ideas, is get rid of the honey block and total, and you should be able to take a bottle of honey and a regular piston and craft them into the honey block piston, or a honey piston, that will move entities without needing the honey block. Okay. Eh? Not bad. Trying to work out how that would work. <laughs> how's it moving the How's it moving the entity? That's the question. Is well, it just like it sits underneath it and it pushes it forward, or stuff like armor stands? If you 
do the honey block, it'll uh, move it. I got you. Okay, could be useful. Could be. I honestly haven't found many features useful with that. I just thought you should be able to skip the honey block stage in general and just put it mm. directly on the piston. Don't worry, I got, I got more. There's more. Yeah. We'll, we'll I count I that as one. a dud. All right, what's yours, Jimbo? <laughs> um, well, recently I saw a video by Mumbo Jumbo where he was improving things. And he mm-hmm. mentioned putting a netherite ingot in a piston instead of a iron ingot and have it push up to 24 blocks. Ooh, I yes. thought I that would like have been... That. Yeah, that thought that was really interesting. Now, that's not, that's not my fix. That's his, but thought I'd bring that up. That's one of my favorite fixes for the piston. All right. I will take your 24 blocks and okay. raise you a dialable piston. So okay. just like you have a repeater, how you can move different stages on the repeater for delays Mm -hmm. i'm saying you can put a dial on a piston that will only activate the piston when it hits the certain redstone output you've requested so instead of a piston just activating every time it hits a signal if you dial it to three the redstone power has to be three or more before that piston would activate okay yeah yeah maybe (laughs) i feel like this is a lukewarm response I'm sorry. <laughs> Just wrapping you our heads have, around sorry. it, I think. Kind of it. I, I, I'm thinking in terms of the input there, you could actually cut off the input with... Um, oh, what's the word? My brain's not very good today. You can do it in redstone like that, but it'd be much bigger. It'd be much neater to have it dialed in. That's true. So that yeah. could be very useful for compacting things. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> that That's what I'm all about, compacting. I, yeah. When you get to big redstone, I get confused and lost and... I'm horrible. Yeah, I'm more of a mechanics kind of person instead of a redstone. Yeah. Mm. Okay, f- how about a piston idea? Sorry, I've got one. Okay, go for <laughs> I'll it. just go jump for straight it. in there. Okay. How about a piston that actually extended more than one block? Extended, say, two blocks at a time or three blocks at a time. Ooh. Hmm. Uh. And you could do it with like more iron in there. So you have three bits of iron instead of one and you get an extension of up to three blocks or something. That hmm. would be interesting. It would mm. be interesting. It'd be cool. There, I could already think of several uses for it, yeah. and then how I would just like basically break the game doing it. <laughs> <laughs> doors, doors would be on another level. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could go big. Um, the yeah. final uh, update I have for pistons is Moyang. Use the vanilla tweak textures where you can see the slime on the side of the piston. Oh my lord! Yes, yes, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That, to me, that's kind of every time we update to a new thing and Vanilla Tweaks updates, it's always the arrow on the observers so I can see which way they're pointing and the slime piston texture, sticky piston. That's the word I'm looking for. Man, words are hard today. <laughs> yeah, But I think that's kind of it for Block of the Week unless you guys have anything else. The only thing I'd like to say is uh, when I the be- best time I like to use the pistons are in uh, a farm. Because it's a lot easier to manually or automatically, uh, what's the word? You're failing here, Jimbo. Yeah, it's, (laughs) we're all on the same page though, you know, but it's easier to crop the crop. It's, I don't, is that the word? I don't know. It's easier to get harvest. Harvest is the word. Jesus. (laughs) You have to, it's easier to harvest the crop. By using a piston for... Oh, you're talking about like sugarcane farms and bamboos. Exactly. Melons, pumpkins. Well, I mean, if you want to go that way, my favorite way to use a piston is in the floor design where you're angling pistons in different directions. Hmm. Okay. 
but I'd always have somebody come to my base and activate the pistons. Throw down redstone block. <laughs> right, and just totally mess it up. So, yeah, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but it's very pretty. It's just a really expensive block to be using for a floor or a ceiling. Yep. Alright, well, let's get into the main topic, which is obviously Groove Guy and the yes. uh, parody between Bedrock and Java. So yes. I'll start with our first Discord question. This one came from J-Man, and he's talking about, are there any major differences between Bedrock and Java, and how close are Bedrock and Java in parody? Okay, um, are there any major differences? Um, yeah, really major differences, <laughs> but also there's no difference. If you're just playing a basic game and you're running around doing the adventure thing, which is kind of how the game's designed, mm -hmm. you won't feel the difference at all. Um, you go kill the mobs, you collect the things, you put them in chests, no problem. Um, but in terms of the mechanics of the game, like you're talking about farms a few seconds ago, um, basically redesign the farms from scratch for Bedrock. It's almost certainly not going to work in the same way, like down to mob spawning. Massively, yeah. massively different. Mm -hmm. um, I think you said earlier there was, you've been around and trying to find mobs on Bedrock is a little bit difficult. Um, and that's one of the major differences. It is really difficult to find mobs on Bedrock. <laughs> Yeah, we had talked about this on the last podcast where one the next Bedrock update, or their nether update per se, they're changing mob spawning because they had like a cap for cave mobs and then a cap for overworld mobs and they wouldn't despawn unless they were above light level 8. So basically the underworld was just filled with mobs and it was affecting capped mobs in the overworld. I don't know. Basically they yeah. reworked mob spawning for the next update. I did a video on this, and um, yeah. it was a while ago now, it was a long time ago, and it was all about the surface cap, the cave cap, how it's affecting each other and the problems that it causes. Um, and yeah, the, the, the mob despawning is a massive, massive problem in Bedrock. Um, because of that, you don't tend to find mobs, but they're kind of dealing with that now. In the next update, there's going to be a despawn sphere, very similar to Java. Mm -hmm. um, the difference is in Java, there's a despawn sphere of around about 120 blocks. I think it's 128 it's, blocks. Yeah, Things will despawn instantly. In Bedrock, it's going to be 54, okay? Yeah. So that's a bit of a problem as well. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit too tight, but it's the right yeah. direction. It's Currently, it's a cylinder. So there's a despawn... Well, there's not even a despawn cylinder. There's just a ticking area. It's really complicated, and it's really different to java so you know like you build your witch farm or something you afk way up in the air just to try and get the spawns just on your spawning platform and get them to die just below there and you're not loading anything else in uh -huh. does not work like that in bedrock um which farms have got one spawning location in the farm and it's always in the same space and that is a place where the witch will always spawn uh -huh. so you can imagine that makes farms really easy to design in that yeah. way because you know it's always going to be there so you just put your drop shoot right on that point, give it something solid to stand on and a way to detect it when it arrives, bang, drop it straight away. Yeah. But the spawn rates are slow because the entire area is loaded. And like I said, I could fill up like 20 minutes on this, but I won't. <laughs> I'll stop right there. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. The stuff you're going over is stuff we saw on the last podcast because mm -hmm. A lot of people have been requesting, like, hey, talk more about Bedrock, because we do have a lot of Bedrock listeners, but me and Jimbo are not Bedrock players. We don't ever even try to pretend to be, except for Jimbo this week. Jimbo I pretended to, to be a Bedrock player this is, week. Yeah, didn't go to <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, so it's great we have you on the show, because this is one of the topics that people have really been requesting. So now that we have someone who knows what's going on, 
<laughs> mm-hmm, I know a bit. Nobody knows what's going on in Bedrock, really. <laughs> Especially yeah. with them loud boots. <laughs> no one knows what's going on there. Yeah. Drowns out your thoughts. <laughs> I have a question can... here. Yeah, go for it. Uh, as a player on a PC, what made you choose Bedrock over Java? Um, okay, so in Java, I was a bit of a technical player. I would play the mechanics in the Redstone. And I felt like everything in Java had been discovered. Everyone's already out there. As soon as the snapshot comes out, somebody's already dug the code. They already know Mm. the exact spawning algorithm for the new mob. They understand it 100%. Um, And I heard about this Bedrock game, which basically nobody could see the code for. Nobody had looked into. Nobody had tested anything. And that was was about three, four years ago now or something. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that sounds like the game for me because it's a completely new discovery. Um, every inch of the way. It's changed a little bit now, of course, because the technical game has got a lot, lot better. But when I was playing for the first time, a lot of these things hadn't been worked out. So that was the real driver for me. And I really wanted to design an amazing iron farm for Bedrock because they had nothing. Um, it was terrible. Um, so that was something I kind of got me got me into it. Yeah, I so. think iron farms are, is how I found you to start with. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I built one of your iron farms. We talked about this. Um, <laughs> I was telling Jimbo about it because it's a farm we built on our Comic Craft mm. server and didn't work. Basically. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, we we turned it down because we had spigot at the time and yeah. we didn't understand spigot was just so much different than even just normal vanilla Java. And that's why the farm wasn't working is because we were being dumb and we chose a farm that didn't work with spigot because, you know, craziness. And we ended up having to cheat the farm to work. I, I say cheat. We, re, we rebuilt this thing multiple times. At this point, we were like, okay, technically we did everything right. We're being stupid command block time. It's a fair way to go with Spigot sometimes. Um, it really is. It's, yeah, it's not you guys being dumb. It's Spigot being dumb. Trying to, well, I say it's being dumb. It's trying to optimize everything down to the absolute minimum so you can get hundreds of people onto one server. Okay. Um, so it tries to just trim everything down, which means that farms like Iron Farms, the big ones, the redstone ones, just don't really work. Too many things got trimmed, um, which is a shame. And I will say that because it's our spigot server never crashed, never felt lag, unless Jimbo was running his guardian farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jimbo's guardian farm was a I was relatively was very... new at the time, so yeah, um, he was like, "You got to turn it off." I'd go in and I'd just rip out all the redstone because I, I didn't have an off button so i just like rip apart the redstone i'm like okay it's off but i know yeah, it's more now spigot's an awesome thing for i think just normal people wanting to run a server with a bunch of friends and wanting a problem but yeah if you're a technical player mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah it's um like you say it's great for running those really big servers with lots of people on who just want mm-hmm. to do the adventuring in the building it's fantastic and it's great great access for everyone um technically really though was. not so good yeah. mm. but speaking of iron farms jimbo you have another question about that yes i i do want to known that gruva did create the iron beast and it's actually really popular in the minecraft community and i want to ask how do you feel about the new iron golem spawning mechanics and is there anything you would like to change right um i'm gonna come clean i haven't looked at the new iron golem spawning mechanics that closely when it first came out (laughs) when it first came out i I had a look at it and i thought this kind of looks boring to me um Mm -hmm. so 
I'm just going to leave it and see if anybody comes up with anything interesting and maybe get into it then. And so far for me, nobody's really come up with anything interesting. The the, the iron farms are really, really useful. Um, but the thing that I got the kick out of them for was the amount of different things that you had to get right to make them work in a certain way and to trick yeah. the game into doing this amazing thing, which was essentially mm. piling, let's say, 64 villages right on top of each other and then producing 64 times the amount of iron that you would have had. Um, whereas now, I just I just don't feel that. It's like, well, just keep going. Just more villagers, a couple of zombies, um, and you're probably fine. Um, so it doesn't really do it for me yet. Yeah, Something yeah. might come up. It's less of a puzzle now. You know, it's kind of cut and yeah. dry. Mm. As someone who cannot build iron farms, obviously, from past experiences, I have built <laughs> two successful iron farms since 114. That shows how much easier it is. <laughs> it's great it's it's access for everyone and i think that's the best thing everyone needs access to the materials they need so that's a good thing um for people like me it's a little bit of a step back because like i say the the timings for the old man i could get really into this the timings were so so um tight and there were the things that you really worked on to just slim down the reset times and improve everything um but yeah that's just me being a geek really yeah i was gonna say the fun part is the puzzle putting together mm. the puzzle and now that absolutely the puzzle went from a 2000 piece puzzle to four yeah i mean it used to be in my mind a 2000 piece three four dimensional puzzle and mm. now it's kind of two-dimensional a few hundred pieces. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I can do a couple thousand piece puzzle, but 3D? Yeah. <laughs> Different story. Yeah. Jim, I'm going to let you ask another question because my next question yeah, falls on your question. Got it. Uh, I'd like to ask, what is your favorite feature of Bedrock? Uh, what? That's not right. Name your favorite feature <laughs> that is in Bedrock than it is in Java. Um. Okay, the, the best thing about Bedrock um, in terms of features... Well, I could go straight for an obvious one, um, which is the cross-player compatibility. Um, so you're basically talking about all of these different devices, hundreds of different devices, phones of every ilk and shade, uh -huh. which can be used to play on the same server with the same people. Consoles, PCs, the whole thing. It just works across everything. So everyone can get together and play in one world and contribute to it and i think that's a great thing that's why it's called the better together update originally wasn't it so yeah. it became sort mm -hmm. of bedrock because that was the engine that runs it but better together is exactly what it is i mean i play with people who play on all sorts of platforms and that's great um another great thing about bedrock is you can farm bedrock itself you can actually get the drops the block and use it in game which is ridiculous mm -hmm. and i i love the ridiculous <laughs> You know, oh, it's like with so cages. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, can you think never... of how you could grieve people? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I was just immediately thinking of the overworld Wither Rose farm, so you don't have to take advantage of a portal in the end. You can yeah. actually have it in your overworld. And, oh, that'd just be build so cool. it a couple of meters from your base, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a cool feature. So bedrock, people say it's very broken. It is. But in a cool way. So you know, you can get bedrock blocks itself and portal mm -hmm. tiles and water in the nether. Um, lots of silly, silly things, which are just great fun. Oh, man. My, one of my favorite features was how you can place a block in front of you. You don't have oh, to yeah. crouch and place it on the side of a block. You can easily just 
place the block in front of you to scaffold or whatever you'd like to do. Yeah, that's crazy. I still haven't got used to that. I still do the... I've got my pinky on the shift key, and I'm going backwards really slowly, but I've seen people just run full tilt ahead, building mm. a bridge as they go. It's amazing. Brave. What? Yeah, very brave. Yep. Straight over the void. Yep. You can just yeah. run straight on, look down, and place a block right in front of you. You don't have to place it Didn't on the side of a block. you could do this. Pretty block cool. placement's quite cool as well um, because like if you're playing in creative and you're flying along you're trying to run a load of blocks together bedrock you can just run them they just they fall one after another if you're doing the same thing in java and you're going full full tilt you'll end up having gaps in yeah. the bridge that you're building or whatever you're flying through to do so really like that it's crazy it's yeah. nice like that that was the first thing i noticed because i was mainly a creative player when i was playing on playstation and the way you fly is completely different because like on the playstation version you would fly and as soon as you let go of the movement button you stopped that was mm. it on java when you move around the second you let go of your movement button like you slide three to four blocks <laughs> i was like yeah. why does it do that <laughs> It makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's just to it all very quickly, but yeah, um, both of those. <laughs> but to go opposite of Jimbo, if you could take any Java feature and move it over to Bedrock, what would it be? Wow. Um, okay, as, as a technical player, again, there's a lot of things which people have designed for Java, um, mm -hmm. which help you understand what's going on. There's lots of extra things. Okay, first one I would take is the F3 screen. That's my yes. number one pick, F3 yeah fantastic you can sort of pick up your fps you can work out what you're looking at you can do lots and lots of things on the f3 screen just doesn't exist in bedrock up until recently coordinates were considered a cheat in bedrock so they're automatically yeah. switched off mm -hmm. so that got turned around ooh, probably a year or two ago now um but even finding chunk boundaries in java you can find chunk boundaries really easily you press f3 and something i can't remember what now it's been so long there you go. Boundary B makes sense. Um, but in Bedrock, you have to do lots of manual working it out calculations, or you have to know a few tricks. Um, there's, it's, it's nice to have that F3 sort of feature. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. And durability on tools. I miss that so much. Hmm. <sighs> They're the things I miss. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite never, a bit, really, isn't it? Yeah, never thought about this kind of stuff. It's kind of like taking mm -hmm. it for granted. Because it's like, oh, well, I go through the F3 screen at least seven or eight times in an episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how do, how do you do, I don't know, find the north, south, east, and west, you just go to F3 and you know which way you're facing. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking or about the light whole... level. Yeah, yeah light, light level. Light levels. What was that? What was what I was going to ask? How do you find it? Yeah. Um, you well, don't... you kind of don't, know. You have to do it the old-fashioned way, which is count the blocks. Or yeah. you can get a texture pack, which will show you. Um, these low light levels, but then that kind of feels a bit cheaty. Yeah. So you just have to know how many blocks you are from your light source and to your next one, and just be very diligent. Yeah, I'm just thinking, without coordinates, my whole transportation hub would just get so much harder. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, most servers or most places have coordinates turned on by default now, um, because mm. they're not considered a cheat, which is fine. Um, but yeah, without coordinates before, it was very difficult. It was very difficult. Would but, you need like a map? pretty much to find your way around yeah i mean it depends the kind of player that you are I'm, I'm quite a technical player so i used a few tricks to work out what my coordinates were so there was some visual glitches which sort of made things point towards where zero zero was 
And from zero zero, you could find where your chunk boundaries were and start calculating things out from there. Um, but yeah, really difficult stuff. I mean, you'd go walk and you'd lose your base, and that's it. It's gone forever. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah, a lot of math involved. Sounds like yeah. But I, I like yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. One of the last questions I wanted to ask you about is the marketplace, because obviously that's another huge difference between Bedrock and Java players. Most of everything for Java is free. You just got to download it and install it yourself. Mm-hmm. With the marketplace, have you? is there anything about the marketplace you really like, or are you wishing it was more like Java, where you just go out on the internet, find it, and install it? Um, well, yeah, the simplicity of the marketplace is fantastic. You click one button, it's done. I mean, it does come with issues, don't get me wrong, there's definitely issues with Marketplace. Um, But the simplicity of actually just saying, oh, I want to do that, that's great, off we go. And you buy it and it's done. There is the cost, which is a bit of a downside to me, but then I also see friends of mine who became map makers for Bedrock who are making a living from doing that, which is kind of instantaneous. They're selling directly to someone. You have to go through the partnership scheme, but um, they're selling that. They're making real money from being a map maker. And I think that's great because a lot of people put a lot, a lot of time into Minecraft and a lot, a lot of time into the mods. Uh-huh. So it's nice to see those people get what they deserve in terms of reimbursement. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think um, it's positive generally. Um, I think the thing that I would like to see coming along in the future, which is kind of going to bring Bedrock a little bit closer to Java, is the API. So in Java, you modify the jar file directly to mod it and then you kind of just bolt it back on whereas with bedrock they're going to have to do it through an api um so that'll be really interesting when that comes along there'll be some really fast really fantastic mods happening that can Mm -hmm. modify anything and everything but um they've been promising that since i've been playing bedrock and that's a few years so (laughs) we'll see if it ever comes as far as i can tell this is the closest parody though the two versions have ever been so hopefully mm. it gets smaller and smaller to the point where maybe one day we're all playing the same game and it interacts really well. Who knows? I think, um, if I'm honest, Java and Bedrock, they'll never never cross over in that way. There's some mm. fundamental differences. Um, like Java's got quasi-connectivity. The Bedrock community is dead against that because it makes Redstone kind of difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. But in the opposite direction... Um, bedrock redstone is completely random in terms of the update order so if yeah. you have two pistons that are powered at exactly the same time a different one could fire first each time mm-hmm. which makes some things really difficult in terms of the timings for like building doors and things so you kind of has to have to force the timings so i think in terms of that that's a really really fundamental difference that we'll never quite get past i think mm-hmm. i'd love to be proved wrong but we'll see for me i think the big boundary that i would have for the two versions is obviously world size because bedrock has a relatively small limit when you compare to java java has a limit but it's like millions and billions of blocks or something crazy like that six billion i think it was is um the world yeah. size limit mm. whereas bedrock is much smaller i think it's in the thousands if i'm um, i think that's an old old bit of um, information there it changed okay um so now bedrock is pretty much the same size as java i think I can't remember if it's in 32... I think it's in a 32-bit um, sort of size format, so that should give us an idea of the size of the map. I can't remember how big, but it is very, very comparable to Java now. It okay. used to be tiny, really, really tiny. Uh-huh. Um, but again, that changed. Everything's getting closer and closer. Awesome. Mm, yeah, I you should try there, it sometime. 
<laughs> yeah. I I think I can still redeem the free Bedrock version that Java yeah. players got. I just haven't because I never play Java. So it's like, eh, I don't know, maybe I should go ahead and at least redeem it so I have it and I can switch over every once in a while and try it. Yeah, just have a poke around with it. I think it's um, it's fun to play with. But other than that, Jimbo, do you have any more questions? Uh, no, I did want to mention that it seemed like the rendering in on Bedrock was way better than Java. It seemed yes. like, like so many more chunks were loaded in in a faster amount of time than if I would deal totally. with Java. Yeah, I mean, because it's got to play on pretty old mobile devices now, mm. um, and they don't get rid of old devices from the list of things that it's playable on either. They tend to keep them in there. They've only written off about two or three devices. Um, it, they have to just be really, really slick with it, and the rendering is pretty, pretty good. Um, I can attest to that. I do like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's all, all we got. Jimbo, you want to go ahead and read us out? Sure. Uh, if you like the show, you can share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps out the show reach more listeners. If you would like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at rippleeffectsmp.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord, where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and, and fellow listeners. All the links are in the show notes. Yeah, this show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but let's also give a huge thank you to Groover Guy. Thanks for joining well, thank us. Thank you. Thank you for having me along. It's been great. Thank you. Also, let's not forget about our digital producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. The amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is by the one and only Decoy. Everybody's social media links, websites, all that can be found in the show notes. And like always, guys, thank you so much. You guys have been awesome. We're breaking viewing records for us now, which is crazy like we're closing in on what fifteen thousand listens i think wow so this is awesome you guys have been awesome but yeah thanks for getting with us go drink your milk now bye see you later bye